Okay, Google, play the Sideline Hustle podcast. Sure, the Sideline Hustle football podcast. Here's where you left off. What's going on, everybody? This is your host, Drew Lieberman. I'm slow packing. <laughs> Our days here numbered. Even the way we've come up in the world, think about it. We've created the website ourselves. We've made this podcast ourselves. Like everything's been done just by us hustling. And you are now listening to the Sideline Hustle Podcast. We talk about doing this show. Yeah, we, we laugh and we joke and we complain about how hard we work. But if we didn't love to coach, we wouldn't be doing it. I want the good guys in. Get them out of there. I want the good guys in. To me, I think we're broadcasting the day-to-day life of what college football is. From the sidelines, we gotta hustle cause we gotta eat. From the sidelines, we got some goals that we still gotta reach. What up, what up? This is Coach Leaves bringing you episode 27 of Coach Talk. Uh, this is an on-the-go version, as you can see if you're watching on YouTube or Instagram. Uh, if you're listening, I'm sure you can hear a slight difference in sound quality. I don't have my at-home mic in, in the podcast studio that's, that's in my office. Um, but you know, I had, a, I had a real busy day today, uh, just getting a lot of content things done and, and had a couple client meetings, uh, with, with some potential sponsors, uh, early in the day. So I, I just didn't have time to get to it, uh, before practice. Um, but so, so, you know, I'm, I'm just trying to get it done now, right after practice in my car, getting this out to you guys as soon as possible. Today was Wednesday, which is normally our get right day or day, day of execution. Um, like I told you guys at the beginning of the week, how, you know, a big theme for this week and, and you know, a real humbling thing about coaching is that you, you can never really settle or never be satisfied. There's never that moment where no matter how much of a rhythm you're in, you can never get caught in that moment where you're like, oh, I'm good. I'm, I'm, you know, we got this. I, we have this figured out. Cause then you start to get complacent and that's when a team sneaks up on you and, and, and beats you when, when you shouldn't get beat. Uh, so one thing we did this week was we changed the, our structure of practice quite a bit. Uh, two tough losses to, to in-league teams, you know, one by three points in overtime. Last week we got our butts kicked pretty good. So, you know, we're, we're just like we had two weeks left in the regular season, a guaranteed one playoff game. So three guaranteed weeks. But you know, these next three weeks, we got to build to be playing our, our best our best days of football. Because, again, like I've said over and over on this podcast, the great part about this league is that it doesn't matter what happened in the, in the previous seven weeks. As long as we start playing our best football from today going forward, you know, we're, we're good enough to beat every team in the state. I think I think we've shown that to ourselves. Now we actually have to go do that and execute on that. Uh, so one thing as coaches we've tried to do to, to keep things, to, to make things a little fresh, uh, provide some more energy and, and, and try to create more competition is we've changed the practice structure and done much less work versus the scout team and much more good on good, one versus one, varsity versus varsity type of work uh, to, to get more game speed, get more competition, get more energy because, you know, the starters, like they're, they're all talking, talking stuff, you know, talking junk to each other. Uh, you know, you know, bringing up the energy levels. They want to make plays. One guy wants to beat this guy, and they're talking about it. The next guy's beating that guy. You just don't. There's not that same level of competition with the scout team. But what you trade off is is that you know we're going against the coverage, we're going against the front versus our defense that we're not necessarily going to see on 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 Friday night. So there, there's a trade off there. It means that when you're doing more good on good, you got to be great in the film room. You have to be great at, at saying, all right, fellas, good job reacting to the look presented in front of you. Now understand what it's actually gonna look like on Friday. This probably won't happen. We probably won't see this. Here's what we're expecting. Um, and I think if you're proactive about that, about understanding how things differ, uh, you know, versus, versus your varsity team, you're like for us, for receivers, 
being able to explain to the kids the differences between Don Bosco's coverages and DePaul Catholic's coverages and how we expect things to change, uh, I actually think it's a huge benefit because now the kids can't just get caught and like, oh, well, they didn't give me the look I was expecting, you know, and then it's not the exact look on game day that we practice during the week and it screws them up. They just have to learn how to run the play versus whatever is presented in front of them. And that means they have to really understand the play. That means they have to know the nuances of it. They have to know how it cha- how their routes change, you know, versus different looks. Um, and I think, I think for us as receivers, it's been really good. It's been a little tougher with the O-line because, you know, coverage-wise, you can see anything. Front-wise, most teams are pretty consistent. Uh, they, they generally do less mixing up. You know, coverage-wise, especially in high school, we might have, we might play a team that's been all one high, and then this week they decide to play two high, or you know they they only do they only play bring blitz cover three on third down, and now they're doing it on first and second down. Like in high school football, coverages are a crapshoot. So for me, I've really enjoyed this the, the extra level of competition and us just having to figure it out on the fly, rather than relying on looks from a, a 75% speed scout team or a lesser talented scout team that that isn't really going to look like that on game day anyway, even if you get them aligned properly. So I think it's been great. Now we went pretty much all good on good Monday, Tuesday. And now today, Wednesday, day of execution, get right day, whatever you want to call it, we, we, we mixed in. We still did a lot of good on good competition. And we had scout cards where we were going against the exact look we thought we would see. The difference is we had the starting defense service our offense as the scout team and vice versa. The starting offense was servicing our defense as the scout team. I think it's good. I feel really good. You know, there are times where you, you kind of change some things like this as a coach and you, you don't always feel great about it, you know, looking back and you're like, all right, you know, we tried something new, but we probably won't do that again. I think this was great. I think this was a good week for us. I think we competed much harder. And I think that the kids just had to be on their toes a little bit more. And they're, they're, it, it kind of broke up the monotony of, you know, what, what happens when you're eight weeks into a football season, especially with younger high school kids. And I feel like we kind of broke that monotony this week. I'm very proud of us as coaches uh, with that. I think I think it was good. And I think we brought some good energy. Um, you know, something that I, that kind of on my mind for the day uh, is is the way that a, a big time injury can affect the game plan. And we just heard of the fact that there's a big time injury on their on their side, one of their impact players. And now we're trying to think ahead. Not only you know, as a competitor, you kind of hate to see it. You know, on the other side, it's like, man, if I'm going to beat these guys, I want to beat them with their full strength. I don't want to hear after a win, you know, oh, well, if we had had so and so, we would have won. Like, you know, as a competitor, you want those excuses. You know, let's go out there, you know, mano y mano, and let's go rock it and 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 go prove it. Um, but then, you know, obviously, it, it it gives us a better chance to win. One of their impact players is out, so it's kind of a kind of bittersweet in that way. But the thing now we're we're on is is let's think ahead and think about how this is going to change the game plan. You know, if a DB goes down, you start to think, all right, are they gonna are they gonna change their coverages to make up for this? Who's gonna replace him first of all? Let's say it's a corner, and let's say you you thought they were gonna play a lot of press man backside or leave that corner one on one on an island because they trust him. Well, now that kid is out. Uh, is it you know are they gonna play more cloud coverage now to take away our best receiver? Will they play more loose coverage? Will they switch up their coverages altogether? Uh, if it's a D lineman, you know you gotta start thinking, are they gonna bring more pressure now to create a pass rush if one of their best D linemen go down? Uh, will they start to play a different front? Uh, you know, there's, there's all those different things that 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 you got to consider now. Like we have two ga- days to game plan with a completely different uh, mindset. And now for the our defense, the kid who got hurt for them played both ways, so they have to change up their defensive game plan now too because he was an impact player on both both offense and defense. The kid was a great player, um, and, and I and I wish him the best, man. I hope for a speedy recovery. But you know, it, it's interesting. When I, so I, I was at Rutgers our second year. Uh, Leate Carew, who's you know the best receiver in the Big Ten that year, uh, was a third round draft pick. Uh, Rutgers all-time leader in in receiving touchdowns. Uh, he got hurt uh, for three games, and he didn't get cleared to play until Thursday. 
and obviously play on Saturday in college. So it was Thursday of Michigan State uh, in 2015. And, and Michigan State was the number four team in the country then. I thought we had a great game plan going into this game. I felt really good about it. And then our best player gets cleared to play on Thursday. And it was interesting now in reverse where how our game plan, though, changed now that you know you have your best player. Because we didn't know if we would have him or not until Thursday. And now all of a sudden, we were kind of creating two game plans. All right, here's the game plan without Leontay. And it, it was, you know, you're obviously trying to get the ball into different people's hands. Uh, you don't have a stud receiver on the outside. So you got to change some of the things you do that way. You can't, you, you don't have as much trust in guys to win one-on-one -on -one matchups as you do with him. Now all of a sudden he's back. Now all the things we had in the beginning of the year are back into effect. Now the one-on-one -on -one plays that we think he can win are back into effect. Uh, some of the concepts we're going to call, some of the third down calls, you know, when, it, when, it's, when you got to go make a play, third and seven, well, it's a lot different now when you got the best receiver, one of the best receivers in the country out there versus not having him. You know, your whole, your whole mindset changes. And, and what we did, we, he came back Thursday. I, I think he was, he wasn't, there was, there was some other stuff going on too that I won't get into. So I don't think he was even, he wasn't even clear for practice Thursday. So you know, me and the receivers coach ended up having a private workout with him in the bubble for like three hours, taking him through the whole game plan, all the strategies, the way we thought we were, we were going to play him. And then we also worked it, worked him out and, and kind of kicked his ass that way to, to build up some conditioning because he'd been out three weeks and we had to get him ready for, to play. Um, and he had a great workout there. And then Friday, which is normally a walkthrough, uh, it was a walkthrough for everybody except for him. And the whole day, we did like a 75-play walkthrough. And the whole day, he was full game speed with a scout team corner that was full game speed on him. And that's how we kind of tried to make up some of the reps. He got like, you know, say there were 75 plays. He got like 60 plays of full speed, game speed reps that day versus the different looks we thought we were going to see. And he went out against Michigan State, had like, you know, seven catches for 148 yards and three touchdowns. And balled balled out, and and we ended up losing by four points to or three points to Michigan State. Uh, they were the number four team in the country. Obviously, you want to win, but we played a great game. As you know, that year Rutgers, we were four and eight. We didn't have any business being in that game talent-wise. I thought we did a great job as coaches, getting Leonte ready, adjusting our game plan, executing the game plan, and giving ourselves a chance to win. Uh, couldn't finish down the stretch against a great team, but yeah, it always sticks out in my mind, and it's always very interesting. Something I, we haven't really talked about much on this podcast is how do injuries affect both sides when you lose your best player how do you how do you adjust and how do you how do you make up for that when you're going against a team that loses their best player how, you have to now predict and, and try to have in the back of your mind how are they going to adjust how is this game going to be different now how can we attack them differently and how will they respond uh you know so, so that's kind of on our mind now really good day today and excited to get back after it tomorrow for the walkthrough uh, so that's all i got coach leaves episode 27 on the go in the car but making it happen anyway uh, i will see you guys tomorrow Hold up, brother, let me get this thing straight. Can't just be another random rapper with a mixtape. I just went and put another beat inside a pine box. I just went and took another trip way out to Biscay. I love Miami because they always treat me so well. They used to see me nowhere. I used to pull them by saying I run for the team. Now they running their hands through my head. Wanna see my town? I, I, I got them coming to the east side now. Where they at? In the city where I reside now. When they move a little weight, let the D line now. Running track or running back. Gotta keep it moving, never running back. Never. We running the game and they running laps. That's another story for another track. See, from the sidelines, we gotta hustle cause we gotta eat. From the sidelines, we got some goals that we still gotta reach. Yeah. Yeah. Stop. Stop.